Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Thank you to Flowdesk for supporting the Detail Diary podcast. Before discovering Flowdesk, I struggled with finding inspiration to design emails. All of the email providers I used looked unprofessional and outdated. Flowdesk was founded by two women with simplicity and style in mind. Imagine no algorithm, no engagement, no third-party social platform, just your content and your message sent directly into your customer's inbox whenever you want. I have a link for you to try Flowdesk today and see for yourself how incredible it is. After your 30-day free trial, you can lock yourself in at 50% off of your monthly subscription forever. All of the features, no limits, just for $19 a month. Enjoy a 30-day free trial on me, no credit card needed. Just visit detailsandswirls.com slash pages slash flowdesk to find your free offer. Or visit the show notes linked in the description of the podcast for the direct link. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary podcast. I am here today with a fellow small business owner, Hannah Bratcher. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. If you all do not know who Hannah is, she is the owner of Crew Outfitters, one of my absolute favorite small businesses ever. (laughs) Absolutely love her shop so much. And why don't we just get started with a little introduction of you? Okay. Well, I am Hannah. I'm 24 years old and I'm the owner of Crew Outfitters, as she said. I live in Owensboro, Kentucky. I'm originally from a really small town in Kentucky that you've probably never heard of, but I live in Owensboro now with my husband and my dog, Georgia. I started embroidering when I was 15. I was super young, but I bought a $300 embroidery machine for with my Christmas money. And the passion for creating and just being an entrepreneur was immediate as soon as I got that. So I graduated high school and started taking business classes at a local college with hopes of getting a bachelor's degree, but it took me four years in three different colleges (laughs) to realize that school was not for me. I just needed to be working somewhere. So shortly after getting engaged to my now husband, I left college and started working as a store manager for a local business where I had worked part-time in college. And about two months after getting married, I was let go from that position and totally devastated and honestly fell into a pretty dark depression. And that was actually two weeks before the whole world shut down because of a pandemic. And to make matters even worse, my husband was also without a job at that time. And both of us were searching for jobs that just weren't there because millions of people were getting laid off, as we know. So I decided to just start pouring myself into the only thing that I could really control at that time. And that was my little side hustle that I had started when I was 15. And it honestly, it started to grow instantly. And I started to realize the power of actually really pouring yourself into something 
And my husband found a job during that time to get us through while I navigated being a full-time small business owner, which is pretty crazy if you've never done anything like that before. (laughs) And it ended up working for us. And fast forward to now, and we're flourishing business as full-time co-owners of crew. So that is incredible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So much to even dive into. I know that was like the long story short, basically. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, it's amazing though. What originally made you want to get into embroidery, especially at such a young age? What yes. sparked that? So, like I said, I grew up in a very small town in Kentucky, and that's obviously in the South. And when I was 15, monograms were like huge and so I was buying all kinds of monogram clothes I mean if it could be monogrammed (laughs) it was monogrammed (laughs) which is just funny to look back on now because I don't think I own anything for myself that's actually monogrammed but um I was spending so much money just on myself and um I was like well that might be fun a fun little hobby to start and so I like I said I'd took my Christmas money one year and I bought a $300 embroidery machine and I started embroidering stuff for myself. And then it grew to friends and family. And then I opened a little Etsy store back in high school too. So. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting because I, please, I don't know anything about embroidery. I wouldn't <laughs> even know the first place to begin. So that's great that you started that at such a young age. And now it's just grown to something so incredible. I can't believe that what is it now? I lose track of time with everything going on in the world. But oh, what, yeah. like a year and a half since that dark time mm-hmm. in your life, I guess, a year and a half. And now both you and your husband are able to do this together. That is just like a dream. It's totally mind-blowing. And if you told me at the very beginning of all this, whenever I was in such a dark place that I would be here now, I I would have laughed at you. I would have thought that is totally crazy. But I just, I feel like I am a testament of what, you know, just truly pouring yourself into something. And mm-hmm. I don't, that's just, it's just a testament to what something like that can do for you. It, it really is. I mean, I only see, we only see, you know, on Instagram day to day. But even with that, like, I know how hard that you work. I follow along, you know, on your stories and everything. And you can just tell, like, how much time and effort that you're putting into your business and you continue to put in and how much you care about your customers. Like it really does translate. And I'm sure you work a billion times harder (laughs) than what people even see on Instagram. Was there a time in your business, because I know that it's grown fairly quickly, that you kind of had to quickly, you know, adapt and change to keep up with either demand or busy seasons? How has that looked for you? Yes. So at the beginning, I did not expect it to take off as quickly as it did. It just totally ramped up. And I credit that to people being at home and shopping Mm -hmm. online. So I had to very quickly buy a really expensive machine, which I was not prepared for. You know, at the very beginning, we did not have hardly any money. Like I said, I didn't have a job. My husband didn't have a job. So making such a huge purchase, like a multi-needle embroidery machine in the very beginning was very scary. We did not know what that was going to turn into, but that was probably the first like 
big decision we had to make in terms of growing the business. Um, and then of course, like the first holiday season, I did not know what to expect at all. It did, it was a huge season, but it was just one of those things where, especially in your first year, I just had to pull some all nighters and mm-hmm. just really work really hard to make sure that I could meet the requests of the demand. That's crazy. And it's obviously just you two working on this, you know, customer service, doing every single order, packaging them up, managing inventory supplies. Like there is a lot that goes into it behind the scenes that I'm sure most people don't understand the amount. Oh, yeah. of work. That's <laughs> yes. crazy. Oh my goodness. Is there a specific product in your shop or, you know, a specific style of the pieces that you sell that you would say is most popular among your customers? I think it it ebbs and flows a little bit. Definitely seasonal items are a huge seller for us in their seasons. So like right now, fall and winter items are really big. But another thing too is what you know about are the logo corded crewnecks. Those have been huge for small businesses, which I love. That's my favorite product Mm -hmm. to do because I feel like I'm like, I don't know, helping a small business, but at the same time, I don't know. It's just, those are my favorite to do. So I would say that between those two things, those are probably my biggest sellers. And then of Mm -hmm. course, in the summer, I sell a lot of bridal stuff. So it just depends on the season, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Corda Crew. You guys can't see because we're not doing <laughs> but I have mine on right now. I have two for myself. I bought them for my assistants and my mom for Christmas gifts for <laughs> helping with the business. I absolutely love them. My friend Ari, who I've had on the podcast, she's a wedding planner. She has one of her own. I know a few other small business owners that have them. They're absolutely adorable. And that's actually how I found your shop is Mm -hmm. through that. I was searching for, I'm not even sure what I searched on Etsy, but I wanted (laughs) a corded crew with my logo on it. And, you know, I couldn't find any manufacturer or, you know, website that did that. And I was like, you know what, let me take to Etsy. I'm sure that I can find a small business that does that. And sure enough, (laughs) I found your page. It was so funny because my, I have a virtual assistant and then of course my husband and we refer to, because once you bought your first logo corded crew and then lots of other people got, you posted it and other businesses got word and we call that the hand lettering era because <laughs> so many businesses who were like hand lettering businesses, they purchased from you. So we lovingly call that the hand lettering era. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that so much. They are so cute though. I feel like every single business owner just like adores them because you don't see, like you can't get something like that really anywhere. Right else honestly (laughs) yes I live in the ones that I have for mine like during the fall and winter that's I live in them (laughs) oh same it's the best um I just saw recently that you did a little like I don't know what to call it not a branding shoot but like a launch shoot for all of your fall stuff which I thought was really cool is that something you're getting more into kind of doing a more so like approach to your collections and things like that yeah, so we did a fall shoot last year. Um, fall's my favorite season, and it's my favorite. They're my f- fall items are my favorite items to do. So I always try to make it a point. But 
now that I have a virtual assistant, she's helping me plan to where we can do shoots seasonally because that's just not something that I'm capable of doing on my own, planning all of that. So um, that is something that we are planning on doing seasonally for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's difficult, honestly. Uh The marketing kind of aspect of things, I know that for me, a lot of that stuff I find slips through the cracks and I like kind of put off to the last minute and then it's like, oh shoot, it's launch week and I need, you know, this photo or that photo or, you know, it can be a a little demanding. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And like I said, and I hired her probably fall, actually Tom has gotten away from me. I don't even remember when I hired her, but she was the best, probably one of the best investments I've made because she has been amazing. I just tell her what I need and when I need it. And she has a calendar and she'll text me and she'll be like, just so you know, like this is important to uh, be thinking about right now. And it's just so, so helpful. I feel like I should give her a shout out. Her name's Hannah Jones. Um, you can find her on Instagram, Hannah Jones VA or something like that. Um, she has helped me so, so much. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to look her up. That's yeah, great. For sure. Yeah. I, the help of an assistant or virtual assistant, I have two in-person assistants to help me pack and things like that. It really is invaluable. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's a scary thing to hire somebody like that because, you know, you think like, oh, I don't know if I can make it without this money that I'm going to be paying somebody. But really the time that it frees up for yourself really allows you to be more productive in terms of making more money, <laughs> essentially. So it does. Yeah, it's really great. I remember the first assistant I hired when I first took my business full time. Uh, it was someone who had worked for someone else that I knew and she reached out just to see if I needed extra help. And at the time I wasn't even looking to hire an assistant, but I was like, you know what, this could be something I need. Let's just bring her on and see. And then I ended up needing her more than I ever even could have imagined. And now I don't know what I would do without helping me. It's just, it's absolutely (laughs) crazy. It is. Yeah. I know that you recently, I don't know if you recently started this or just recently opened up applications, but your brand ambassador program, I've been following along with that. And I don't know too many other small business owners who have brand ambassador programs. I've seen a couple other small business owners start them. I think it'd be interesting just to talk to that because I'd love to hear more about like the behind the scenes of how that's going for you. Yes. So actually, that's like a perfect segue because I originally hired Hannah for um, to manage my brand ambassadors. That was like her sole responsibility. Yeah. And she's she actually reached out to me to do that because she thought that would be a good thing for my business. And so she actually manages all of that. I right now I have 10 brand ambassadors and I do it usually seasonally. So I'll open up applications and I have like a, um, an actual application that they fill out. And then we go through the applications and we pick however many we're looking to select. And they've been very helpful. They each have their own discount code. They get like a deeper discount themselves to shop so that they can have their own pieces of crew and they can share that with their friends and family. And then they have a discount code that they can give their friends and family 
Um, so it's just a really great marketing tool that I didn't realize would be such a good option for me. Um, yeah. But I recommend any business owner to try it, at least try it um, and start with just a few. I started with five the first time and we've grown to 10 and then next season I'm hoping to do 15. So wow. it's been really, it's been really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't even know kind of where to begin. So that's amazing. Definitely something to keep in the back of my mind. And yeah, <laughs> many other people to look into. I was scrolling through TikTok, I think a couple months ago, and I saw your crew on one of the girls on there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> one of the crew outfitters, you know. Yeah, they do such a good job too. It's, it's really cool to see what they do, like how they style some of the things that I have or how they market it because everybody's so different in how they want to market things. So it's really neat to see how they do it. Oh, that's awesome. I One of the other things that I want to touch on are some of the markets that you've done because I know that recently, I don't know how recent it is. Again, <laughs> I feel like time just passes. <laughs> I don't know if it's being a small business owner working from home or whatever, but I know. <laughs> recently did a weekend market somewhere in your town. And I'd love to hear more about that selling in person markets, pop-ups, if you've done any. Yeah. So I wanted to do a bunch of pop-ups last year, but 2020 did not allow for that. So I was really excited this year when they started opening markets back up to vendors. And the first one I did was um, a really, really large one. And it was kind of daunting walking into it, but it was amazing. It was so much fun because I have never really, until that point, I had never gotten to put like faces to names of people who ordered from me. So it was so fun to see everybody. And it was a very successful market in terms of sales. Um, so that was very encouraging. And then I've done a few since then, and then I have four more coming up this fall. So it's been really fun. I've really enjoyed it, especially because I only sell online. So it's fun to get that feel for selling in person too. Oh, that's awesome. I'd love to do some in-person markets. I actually haven't really done any before. I've done some independent pop-up shops just at local small businesses. This is back in 2019, but I haven't really done anything in person in a while. How do you kind of go about finding different markets in your area? I'm sure it differs, you know, state to state and area by area, but for anyone who's listening who may be interested in finding some local markets around them, how did you first begin by going about to find those? Yeah, so actually we, I feel like the markets in our area do a really good job of marketing them before they're taking applications for vendors. So there's like a local event planner in Owensboro where I'm from and she coordinates a lot of events. And so I follow her on Instagram and she posts about them and I'll reach out to her or sometimes she'll reach out to me depending on, you know, what the situation is. But also another good place to find it is Facebook. Just go on Facebook and go to like Facebook events and lots of times you can just scroll through there and find tons of events that you probably didn't even know were going on. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another good idea. And also to your customers, I've noticed that once I started doing events, I had customers reach out to me and say, 
hey, I would love for you to come to this one in my area. So for example, we're going like three hours away this fall to an event because I had a few people reach out to me requesting that I come. And so I was like, well, that'd be fun to just get a whole new area. So yeah, that's how I recommend probably. That's awesome. You're inspiring me. Maybe I'll go and do a little (laughs) bit of research in my area. I only really know of one big like festival that we have for artists and makers and things, but I'm sure that there are so, so many more. So I'm feeling inspired now. Maybe I'll go. go There are a lot of, it's a lot of work, just especially for people like us who have to actually create the things that we're taking. You know, we're not like a boutique where we can just like, or I mean, you do have a boutique, but (laughs) it's not just like, bringing your clothes and setting up for us, it's you have to actually make the items and you have to take the risk of this may not sell sell or whatever. So that's, that's something to keep in mind, but I feel like it's really rewarding for sure. Yeah. That's definitely scared me. I know just the small things that I've done in the past, the smaller pop-ups, it is a risk because a lot of times in our business we do a lot of like made to order things or custom work so Uh we're not you know taking that risk of inventory that may not sell but when you're preparing to sell at a market or something like that and pouring a ton of time money and energy into making things it's like oh shoot hopefully you know this does well but yeah for sure yeah like everything in business you know you have to take risks. At some point, you're not going to grow or get anywhere if you don't take any risks, even with you saying right at the start of your business needing to invest in a new machine. Like if you hadn't done that or taken the risk to do that, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Right. That's there. And I say this and I'm sure my story is different than a lot of people's, but I have not regretted one investment that I've made in my business. I truly can say that, that I've never, I've not regretted, regretted any of that. So. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's scary. It's so scary when it's our (laughs) hard-earned money in our life that we're, you know, taking risks on, but you just Uh have to do it and they will pay off, you know? Yes, for sure. All smart. I was going to say girls, but whoever, yeah, we're all (laughs) men and women and we know what we're doing. You just have to Uh trust your intuition and gut. And I also want to touch on the fact that you spoke to about your education in college, because I think that that is a really important topic to kind of talk about because college isn't for everyone. And If there's one thing about being a small business owner, it is that you literally learn everything as you go. And if you don't know something, you research it. And that's that. So Mm -hmm. do you kind of just want to touch quickly upon, you know, the education that you've learned just through running your business and how much you've learned just on the spot? So it's funny you bring that up because I'm actually the daughter of two teachers. So college didn't really feel like an option for me. I just thought that that was what everyone did after high school. And my parents are so supportive. They totally supported me whenever I told them that I no longer wanted to go to college. And I learned a lot in college in terms of some of the back end things of a business. But the most that I've learned is through just doing things. It has been 
a wild ride, which I taught myself from the start how to do embroidery just through YouTube and things like that. So sometimes like YouTube and Google is your best friend and you can find everything online. So (laughs) you really can. And there's so many like weird topics and nuances and just things that you need to teach yourself. Maybe it's like through your website or, you know, whatever the case may be. And Google has honestly probably helped so many small business owners that and YouTube to figure out all of the things that don't come from, you know, like passion and creativity and inspiration, anything concrete that you need to learn you'll be able to find it. (laughs) Yeah, that and too, you can always hire somebody when you get to that point who has the knowledge that maybe you don't have. That's something that I'm still learning is that it's okay to hire something out if you don't feel comfortable. Um, Just like, you know, with me bringing on my husband, he is a business major. He is really great with the books and everything like that. And honestly, he does a better job than I probably could ever do, (laughs) even if I tried to teach myself, just because I'm way more of a creative mind than a business, like a books and business mind. So that's always something to think about too, is when you get to that point, you can always hire somebody. (laughs) For your business in the future, where do you kind of see yourself going? I know it's such a open-ended question and with how quickly, you know, things go with social media and everything, it's almost impossible to answer. But what are some of your goals for the future? Just to grow. I feel like that is all I say is just, I just want to grow. Eventually, I would love to have a warehouse and be able to hire even more people and provide jobs for people. That is just my biggest goal is to get into a warehouse and hire people. (laughs) Well, at the end of every podcast episode, we have like a figurative detailed diary that we write in basically just a lasting note of inspiration for anyone who may be listening. So if you have any final words that you want to write down in your figurative detailed diary. Yeah, I would say it's very simple, but your dreams are not too big. I am a huge believer that if you have a true passion or a will to do something, I believe that's in you for a purpose. It takes a while to find out what that purpose is, but I do think that it's in you for a purpose. I feel like I've always had the desire to do exactly what I'm doing right now, um, which is just crazy to think. Um, I just wish that sometimes I wish that I would have done that sooner. So if I could give any encouragement to somebody, it's to Maybe start small, but start acting on those dreams that you have. I love that. Your dreams are not too big. That's like perfect. I just, (laughs) I love that motto. Well, thank you, Hannah, so much for coming on. It's so nice to finally like meet you in quote unquote person too. This has been so great. I will leave all of your information below, like directly in the notes to the podcast so that everyone listening can go check out your Instagram, all your social media pages, your Etsy shop, and everything like that. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you as well. I feel like I already knew you, but it's nice to finally get to sit down and talk to you. Same. Well, thank you, and I will be following along and watching your business grow. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 
Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.